critics have hey returned. Y'all. Hi. Nice to uh, talk to you guys again, especially because it's a very nice one-sided conversation. I mean, basically, yeah, totally. you know, that's my favorite kind, really. I, re- Mitch knows. I, really, I really enjoy these types of conversations because it feels like we're not alone, but at the same time, we don't have <laughs> we to very feel much like are. <laughs> any random junk. Right. We don't have to hear your responses, which is great. Anyway, we love you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, shout out to uh, my homegirl, Julia Roberts. I know you're a favorite yep. listener. So, She's our uh, number one. Yeah, totally. Our number she one. Loves us. I think she just asked for when we're going to start printing Starving Critics t-shirts so she can wear it on the red carpet. I'm pretty sure. I oh, heard yeah, that totally. Today. Um, we'll definitely have to get some swag because Julia Sorry. wants to rep some. Stuff I think, we all uh, get. I, I heard through the grapevine that Tom Hardy may be interested if we have the right swag and it smells manly enough. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, you guys, today we're here, we're back, and we're doing another, a little bit out of the, I guess now it's not really out of the ordinary because we've done a, a ton of these episodes, but we have been seeing movies. So we thought, hey, this is this is new, at least for Rachel. So we should just strike while the iron's hot and talk about the movies that we continue to see. So we're going to be updating you on stuff that's in theaters right now and some stuff that's on VOD or Netflix or whatever and just give you our recommendations and Mitch... And we also have a super exciting, big, uber, awesome, amazing yes. announcement that we're going to be sharing at the end of this podcast. So Obviously. if you're one of those weirdos that likes to fast forward to the end, then I guess you can do that starting now. Or but, if you're one of the good listeners yes. and wants to stay with us for the next half hour, then you'll get to it eventually. But totally. big, super exciting news at the end of this episode. Yes. And um, we can jump right in. I am so low energy today i got zero sleep last night and i've had two cups of coffee and mitch you might know something about this being a new father i don't know but you you always have such high energy how do you do it um witchcraft mainly i really need to look into that yeah a nice good blend of caffeine as well witchcraft and i don't know what is going on and it's even crazy because i took like i was sick for a week and when i'm sick i never drink coffee i can never i never like really have dairy and so i was off coffee for a week and this morning I had it and it's just not doing it for me. It is really, I thought it's I would get like a nice water. buzz. Ugh, awful. So I'll try to keep my energy up high today. Um, hopefully when we start talking about some movies, I'll get there. But you'll have to excuse me if I'm very low bleh, today. Well, and Mitch, I'm, you'll just have to compensate. <laughs> it's all right. I'm probably going to piss off all the comic book okay. people. I don't know. Oh I'm going to be talking, I'm going to be talking about Suicide why don't we, Squad. Why don't we jump right into Suicide Squad? Because I really want to hear... Okay. All about this. Okay, let's do that. All right, so Suicide Squad. Um, Basically, this movie has been all over the place with their guerrilla advertising for like the better part of two years. Oh, my God. And I remember when the first picture was released of Jared Leto, and I I really liked it. It took me a second to like take it all in, take all the tattoos in, take like the grill. But I was like very optimistic. I was like, you know, this could be really cool. And I... I like the director. The cast looked really great. Um, yeah. And then what happened? <laughs> yeah. So um, basically, Warner I would Brothers say happened. yeah, a lot, a lot of things happened. Um, so the the lead up for the initial advertising, maybe two years ago, year and a half, was was pretty decent. I thought it was a little early because two years to lead up to a movie is just a right. long, long time. Right. And the first trailer that came out for the film. Oh my like, God! It looked amazing. It looked stellar. It was it sinister. Amazing. It was dark. It was creepy. Oh my God! It was very well done. Very Christopher Nolan esque. Totally. I got excited, and Same. then and then things started to I happen. Number where, one. Yeah, <laughs> never get excited. <laughs> never get excited a year and a half before it comes. No. 
Um, so then things started to happen. Basically, here's the crux of it all. If you haven't seen it yet, Suicide Squad laid a big fat egg. Yeah. It sucked. A poop, poop egg. I, this movie was terrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Like, it, it was... <sighs> the last episode, I talked about Star Trek Beyond it being, like, the worst summer movie I've seen in a long time. This movie's on that same level, okay? But what is up with... Because what I've heard, what you've expressed to me about Star Trek and this film and what I've read about it, what is up with, like, the editing and the, like, putting in hip, cool songs where they totally don't belong and... What what's going on? I don't know. Are are people just desperate to like get like a youth audience that they're just throwing stuff in that they think will appeal to like young? I what what do you think it is, Mitch? I can definitely say, from my opinion of Suicide Squad, that it was a victim of attempting to follow a formula. What right. made me so excited <laughs> with the first trailer was it looked like Suicide Squad was going to be doing its own thing. Totally, and I was excited about that. But then what happened? Maybe about four or five months before the movie came out. Uh, because of some initial bad reviews of Batman versus Superman. And they did a bunch of reshoots, right? They did a bunch of comedic reshoots. So already that's a huge red flag. So Suicide Squad was incredibly disjointed. Yeah. It was was really, really bad. And, And I could tell because the director of Suicide Squad doesn't have a huge filmography, but the biggest thing that this director has done is Training Day. And, and it's amazing. You, that's an tra- amazing film. Yeah, Training Day is a very visceral film. Oh my god, fantastic! And, and you can see that in Suicide Squad that it was a, it almost seemed like it was a battle of two camps: the production team that said do it this way, and then this director that said well, I only know how to make a Warner movie Brothers. a certain way. Exactly, and let's look at Warner Brothers because it just seems like they're so out of touch right now with bridging things like source material and entertainment and like respecting source material and and just I don't know what they they're doing but now I also want to touch on and this is off topic but yesterday we got um, a still released from the new it Stephen King's it movie with Pennywise the clown which is also going to be Warner Brothers and I have to say Mitch I do not like what I'm seeing I just don't it first of all Pennywise looks really young it looks like a like a teenager yeah it's uh pennywise is being played by a teenager yeah and the outfit is like a kind of renaissance sort of jester and it just it's very dark and what did you i know that we're veering off topic and we'll get back to suicide squad but tell me your initial thoughts on that too because i'm just very wary of anything that warner brothers is getting their hands on right now i i don't i i I kind of like the look of pennywise um it's obviously a completely different direction because totally. Tim Curry's Pennywise was very like oh Bozo the clown. And and but I, I think that makes sense though because he wants to lure children. Yeah, so it's exactly. like of course he has to look like a normal clown and then he goes bonkers and has the fangs and stuff. And so I want to give the movie it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I'm not really looking forward to the remake of the movie. That's for I'm, sure. You know, and I think that the original it's a, it was a mini series originally and it's like 3 hours long and it, I think it works best in that format. It's a really long story. And Mm -hmm. we've seen in the past when we try to condense Stephen King things, it doesn't go well because he he is a fantastic writer and he has so many layers and so many, he's so good at character development, even when there's like 20 characters that I think that you need like three or four hours of stuff, like miniseries type stuff. But I don't know. I want to give it a chance, but I don't know either. And I, and I wish one of my favorite films, it actually. I wish more companies would go towards that direction because now, especially with um, online streaming and the bid. Yeah. Oh my God. 
and sees We're like in such a heyday I, of horror it's not even funny for but, for television but for the sake of just programming like i feel like mm -hmm. people can handle that a whole lot more than they could like yes. in, the, in the late it's 90s early 2000s it's like oh, i don't know if i want to watch a four hour five no. hour thing but now if like if you package it as this is a mini oh series we're putting on hbo or we're putting on you netflix or something totally binge people it. are gonna binge it and it's yes. totally fine i know i know so i'm a little wary but i want to give it a chance because I think, I think, I don't remember off the top of my head who's directing it, but I remember when it was announced, I was like, ooh, this could be really cool because he's done some, some cool stuff. But anyway. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it, but I, I don't have high hopes. No, me neither. So yeah. and just like Suicide Squad, which, um, yeah, you know, and I want to talk about Jared Leto too, because I, I, I'm very, con we know how I feel about his probably one, well, not anymore, but what made him huge was Requiem for a Dream. And we all know how I feel about that film, but I don't think he was bad in that film. And I think he was fantastic in Dallas Buyers Club, but some other films I see him in. And when I hear him talk in interviews, I want to like him so bad. And he's such a beautiful specimen of a man. But when I hear him, I something about him drives me insane and he went on and on about the method acting of this film and i'm sorry jared that's not method acting it's just it and did it work no it's just what i don't uh, what do you think sorry i'm, I'm yeah so there there's still uh quite a few things i want to touch on this is a huge one is this the suicide squad the biggest reason why it flopped is because it was a victim of <clears throat> of a formulaic marketing plan where right. they were doing the whole Joker method acting thing where I was reading some of the accounts of the supposed method acting that Jared was doing. Yeah. And I mean, Rachel and I are both uh, educated, classically trained actors yes. in the theatrical realm, and we're very familiar with the method. Nothing he was doing was method no. acting. He was just doing... We have gone so far beyond what method acting used oh. to be considered. It that it's Janie antics is all it's he was just doing. Stupid. It's basically like what George Clooney does on set. He was just pranking people, but it... It, he wasn't actually, I don't, I mean, I don't know his process completely, but what it sounds like in the press is that he was, he, and this is what, what I get from Jared Leto when I see him and it's like why it's hard for me to enjoy him is that it's like he's doing it just to do it to like say that he did it. And he doesn't mm -hmm. really get what it actually is that he's doing. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, and honestly, uh, he was the worst part of the movie, maybe oh, the second yeah. worst part of the movie. Because a couple of reasons. Number one, it was completely marketed as a new reincarnation of the Joker. And I'm not even joking you, Rachel. He was on he was on camera for maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, it's like and then and then in all the trailers, it's all Harley and Joker, which I think is so, so much more of an and interesting his, story is their and, dynamic. Well, and his performance was so was so just shallow Isn't and it just caricature. It, it was it was awful. It it's was basically like, it was like it was this guy that goes up onto the playground and is like, everybody watch me try oh, really really hard, God, and then maybe exactly. I'll be cool. Like his uh, voice didn't seem natural, and and don't get fall and then critics don't get sucked into this rabbit hole of like, well, it's unnatural because he's a comic book character. No, mm -hmm. like you watch Heath no. Ledger's Joker, you watch Jack Nicholson's Joker, you listen to Mark Hamill's Joker, and the voice sounds natural. I'm telling you, every single thing that Leto did physically and voice-wise look like he was just trying. It wasn't That's acting, thing. it wasn't authentic. He was just like, I'm gonna do this for shock totally, value. Or I'm gonna totally. do this because I think this character would do this here, but not, none of it was organic, none of it was natural. It was all very straw man. It was all very caricature, cartoony. Totally. But it, there was not a single ounce of authenticity to it. So there wasn't anything sinister to it. No. it I felt like I was just watching a rubber man and, Honestly, same thing with Will Smith. Will Smith's acting performance was awful because he hasn't made a good movie since 2001. No, I know. 
What but, I feel, uh, what happened to our Will Smith? I think maybe the last good thing I saw him do was I am, I am legend. And that was when I was in high school. I mean, that was probably like 2004, 2005, wasn't it? So, and I loved Will Smith. He used to, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's really he was one of the biggest of stars in Hollywood. And now he's just oh boxed off his poison. I know. You know. Viola Davis couldn't save it. No, and... I mean, and I'm sure Margot Robbie did a fantastic job. And I think they, they have yeah. a very talented cast. She was but fine. Yeah. But, and I, I mean, how much can you do with, with the script was so given, bad you know yeah the script was so bad and honestly yeah. one of my biggest problems was i had i had was too is what they did with the enchanted enchantress oh i've characters. heard so much bad stuff about this they, they completely so ruined the character from the comic books it was almost like they just take they took a new character that they developed very feebly and then just threw it into a familiar moniker from a comic book. And, and Cara De, Kella Devigne, oh it, my god! But can I just make a point of saying Hollywood, stop and uh, stop hiring people that are famous for your movies that are not actors. So stop hiring models. Stop hiring people that are in the press. Stop hiring social media. Like literally, you guys, as an actor, when I I have to, uh, you know, apply for auditions all the time, and I have been seeing so many audition postings of like, we're only going to consider you if you have a strong social media following. What? What does that even mean? That doesn't mean you can act. And I think what we're seeing with people like Kara, you know, maybe she can act. I don't know, but she's a model that's a beautiful girl. I don't think that means that she's talented at all in acting. And. I, I honestly don't even know if I can comment on her acting because this is like the only thing I've ever seen her in. And right. her character didn't do any acting. It was all special effects and she only had like five lines. Oh my, um, my biggest problem was the plot hole with her character. First of all, did they not only ruin the Enchantress, it wasn't anything the Enchantress that people are familiar right. with. Right. Um, but then th this was the stupid thing. So she apparently has these supernatural abilities to inhabit other beings, to soak up their energy and to control the weather and to literally but they have destroy a, but they buildings. have a boomerang but they have yeah, a boomerang like well here's the thing <laughs> and they can she, shoot. <laughs> she's got all of this supernatural power and like, she can control and contour everything and you want to know what her character did the entire movie danced instead, around <laughs> yeah instead of going and attacking the people that she didn't want and wanting to take over the world and everything like that she spent her entire time building a machine that was supposed to do all the work for her it just makes this makes no sense it's true it's just treating your audience like they're idiots and like they don't care and if you don't enjoy spending 15 dollars on a movie ticket and, and enjoying that but it doesn't mean that you're a good movie goer and it doesn't mean that it's a good movie so and uh last last couple things i'll say about this film about the train wreck the two of the other really big things that i hated was the action sequences were shot horribly this is also what i've heard and for an action movie you might want to you know make your sequences yeah, half, I don't half know. the movie's supposed to be fighting scenes and the camera's moving too quickly and it's never focusing on the right things that you're supposed to be focusing on so you never even catch any of the I action. That. And the That's lighting. total Transformers BS. I hate that. And the lighting was so poor that you couldn't oh even see what was going yes. on. And it didn't even make sense for like the character development of Harley Quinn was so awful too that it didn't even make sense that she would know how to do what she was doing in that film anyway. I have seen stills so from this film, and it's so dark. I'm like, you can't even tell what's going on. It's literally every shot in the film is, like, so dimly lit. You can barely see the actors' faces. It's so odd. And I have no the, idea why that was a choice. The sound mixing was maybe the worst of a big-budget movie I've ever heard. 
there's, there's just no excuses every, anymore. I don't every, I'm not even exaggerating this, Rachel. Every single time Will Smith's character shoots a bullet, which is most of the movie because his character's dead shot. He's an assassin. Oh my God. Right? Every single time his gun fires, it sounds like a firecracker. Oh no. What Every is single happening? time. Wait, I, went to, I went to the movie with one of my buddies who isn't really much of a moviegoer, but wanted to see this one with me. And we we're just hanging right. out late one night. And when that whole, when there was a scene where Deadshot is shooting like a whole bunch of rounds for like mm-hmm. two straight minutes. Oh my God. And when it's all done, he leans over to me and he goes, Is it just me or did it sound like someone was late lighting off firecrackers in their garage? And I was like, That's exactly what it was. That is so awful. Yeah, so wonder, wonderful work for a hundred and eighty million dollar budget movie. What a what a good way to spend that money. <laughs> what a good I don't know. It makes me mad. So maybe don't go spend your money on it, right, Mitch? Suicide Squad was nothing but a pile of defecation. It was just <laughs> utter crap. Not even worth a one dollar red box. Don't don't spend your money on it. So I'm not going to. Um, I'll probably watch it when it comes out on Netflix, just to be like, I can't wait to see like how terrible this was, but. Um, this last weekend, I saw um, Sausage Party, which is the new animated film uh, with... I, I really want to see that, and yeah. it's not going to come anywhere close to me because I live in small-town Midwest. Right. And, um, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's Seth Rogen and Evan... I always forget his name. The, the writing team that has brought us super bad, all those, you know, Seth's writing partner that they always work together, and huge cast, Kristen Wiig does a voice, and Edward Norton does a voice, and... Um, I really wanted to see it. I had heard good things and I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I think that it was really funny. It has a, it's definitely, it's definitely trying to get a message across, which I think is good. I mean, for such a vulgar, ridiculous movie, I think it's good that it had some substance to it. It, It's a little ham over fist at moments, but, but it's fun. It was really funny. It's a really, um, it's the most ridiculous, raunchy insane thing i've ever seen and if you're like me and just enjoy watching stuff like that for the sake of watching it you'll really get a kick out of it like when you watch a movie and you're like i can't believe that they're doing this and i'm gonna talk about another movie in a couple minutes that's on vod right now with a similar thing but no i really enjoyed it i thought that the the voice acting was fantastic kristen wig especially knocked it out of the park she was wonderful bill Hader does a bunch of voices it's just you know what it's what you expect when you go to one of those movies they've got bill Hader, they've got james franco they've got seth rogan michael Sarah, jonah hill you're you're getting what you expect right but you're getting it as a cartoon of food that are saying things that are ridiculous and sexual and raunchy and and foul and it's really a lot of fun so yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. I mean, would I would I go and see it again in the theaters? No. What, am I going to watch it again when it comes out on Netflix? 100%. Should you pay $15 to see it? Meh, if you want to have a good time, for sure. Could you totally pay matinee and feel definitely okay about it? Absolutely, for sure. So I recommend it. It was a fun time. I don't think it's changed the plane of comedy. I think it's a really fun animated movie. And it's ridiculously over the top. And it's fun. I was I really liked the idea of that creative team, which you know exactly what they are, and they are unashamed about that, which is totally. fine. And that and that's partially what makes it good. I was just really excited that they finally jumped into the arena of the animated film because that gives them so much more freedom to explore things. And if if Seth Rogen, Michael Sarah, and Kristen Wiig can be morphed even even more elaborately, totally. it would be in the animated form. And yeah. so yeah, it's and and I more times than not i genuinely enjoy seth rogan more than i'm probably care to i know i know i'm the same way it's so weird the dude finds a way to to bring real talent and bring a little bit of like 
extra layer to whatever it is that he does most of the right. time. And I just, it's endearing to me, even as wildly inappropriate and as random as it is. Totally. And I, I you know, he really, I thought, let the other cast members shine, which I was really surprised by. And he did a good job. And I, I think the animation was really fun. The style of it reminded me a lot of like the Brave Little Toaster on crack, like the the 2016 Brave Little Toaster that has an orgy with all the other. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> So, yeah, you know, um, spoilers, sorry guys, but it's, it's, it's really funny. It's ridiculous. I mean, go in with, um, a relaxed attitude, you know, going with a bunch of candy. And if you like to partake in the occasional, um, mind altering substance, whether what, whatever that may be, you know, this is probably the movie to do that in your home. So enjoy that when it comes out on VOD, if you live in Washington or Colorado. Perfect. <laughs> That and, just sounds like pure perfection. Yeah. So um, the other movie that I mentioned earlier that I really wanted to talk about with you guys has been panned by critics. I think it's got like 40%. And it's one of the funniest comedies I've seen in the last 10 years. So this is, a, I'm feeling like I'm doing a bold statement. And I, I feel like I haven't done a, one of these in a long time. So I'm pretty excited about it. But I want to talk about this movie, this independent movie that you can get right now. It's on, I think, Amazon.com, and it might even be on Netflix. I haven't checked, but it's called The Bronze, and it stars um, Marissa Rauch, who, which is so funny because – or Melissa Rauch. I always want to say Marissa because that's your wife's name. But um, <laughs> Melissa Rauch, who plays Bernadette on Big Bang Theory, she also wrote, co-wrote it, and I believe – I don't know if she directed it, but I know she co-wrote it. She did not direct a guy by the name of Brian Buckley directed it, but she it, wrote, this, she wrote, wrote it. this with her husband, I'm assuming. Yes, I think it's with Rush her husband. The writing credit. Yes. And it's got Thomas Middleditch, who I think is one of the most talented comedic actors working right now. And um, just a great cast. And it's hysterical, but it, it's so raunchy. It's so insane. It's so ridiculous. But you know what? It has the most heart that I've seen in, since probably like wedding singer since since a romantic it's literally a romantic comedy on crack which i know i've already i think i've already said that about the brave little toaster in this uh episode but i apparently really like to equate things to crack today um it's just it's so ridiculously raunchy it's so refreshing to actually see that coming from a woman comedian who wrote it and they're all i will say First of all, I highly recommend that you rent this. I paid full price to rent this, and I don't regret it for a second. It was fantastic. <laughs> but I will say, if you're on the fence, there is a gymnastics sex scene that is the most wonderful, insane thing I've ever seen in my life. And it it's... And you incredible. would imagine the it's choreography incredible. and it's the learning process of un- going through all of that. I bet that was I, just absolutely I want wild. To, to buy this on DVD and get like the special features and hear what that process was because it's like nothing I've ever seen on film before and it's fantastic and especially with the Olympics going on right now in Rio just leave it to your imagination of what's going on <laughs> so yeah, it's exactly. it's hilarious no but it has so much heart it's a really sweet film really well written and really effing funny and raunchy as hell so I highly recommend it I highly highly recommend it that seems to be like I, I tend to enjoy comedies that are a little bit more lesser known like that like i think one of one of my top 10 all-time favorite movies is everything is illuminated which is one of those types of films where everyone that's involved in it is like oh yeah those are all good people why have i never heard of this and then you watch it 
and it's one of the most profoundly Dude, hysterical films yes. you've ever seen, but then as, only five people have ever seen exactly. it. Exactly. As soon as we watched it, my husband and I both were like, that is literally an instant cult classic. Instant. Yep. If you like Drop Dead Gorgeous or even like Skeleton Twins or anything indie Skeleton and that people- Twins. Friggin' love seriously, that movie. Seriously. I know. And it's seriously, it sounds crazy, but- it was reminiscent for me of movies like that. So give it a shot. I know the reviews are bad, but I totally disagree. I think it just is misunderstood. And I think it's a really, 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 really funny movie. Um, I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, I haven't I think seen it yet, but Mitch, I was talking to you about it. I you're going to die. You and Marissa will laugh. It's insane. It's insane. It's so funny. So funny. Awesome. Um, there was one more movie I want to talk about that's on VOD. And I my tired brain is like moving at half a mile a minute. But... <laughs> That's um, right. We'll tweet it out, and then you guys can find it. Yeah, there you go. Um, and Mitch, you started something on Netflix recently that you're you're late to the party, but I'm I usually the one late to the party. I feel so good that I've seen new things, and you're the late one. I am totally late on yes. this one, but this is totally a case of better late than never, because yeah. holy crap, I've only one season deep, and my mind has sufficiently been blown. It is <laughs> Amazing. So I've been watching Luther on Netflix with Idris Elba, a classic BBC series. That tall, dark, and handsome, hopefully the next Bond, Idris Elba. Yeah. And so let me just say, I know that everyone else has probably seen the show, so I don't need to unpack it terribly much. But right now, the best and most intelligent, dark writing of anything I've seen on a TV show recently. Mm -hmm. And they have gone the lengths that they need to to make sure that even the bit one episode actors and actresses that they get are all ridiculously high quality. The authenticity right. of the acting is just second to none. It's and BBC, right? It's BBC. Oh, they're, and, everything they do almost is just fantastic. And this show messes with your head. And totally. Elba is just phenomenal. So Luther, if you want to get nightmares and uh, watch, like it's Law and Order SVU meets, <laughs> excuse me, meets, Silence of the Lambs meets BBC. Oh my God. Um, check it out. Holy cow. Is it absolutely phenomenal? I can't. I got to get into first, it. I the have first to. season was six episodes, I believe. And um, I watched, it was like every single episode left me with my mouth hanging open going, I can't, I can't believe I didn't predict that happening because yeah. it, it just is so crazy, but it's also so believable and right. it just throws your heart into the gutter. Oh my gosh, I need to watch it because that sounds right up my alley. I haven't, I don't know why I haven't, but everyone has recommended the show to me. It's deliciously dark and incredibly well acted and BBC. But can I just say that I am so overwhelmed with how much good television we have at our fingertips right now that it's like, I don't know if I can get through it all. We There is so much No, it's, much it's a staggering stuff. process. It's, oh it's, it's my impossible. God, I can't even, I haven't, I watched, um... I used to watch the Americans weekly, but then I fell off and now I have to catch up again because I think it's ending soon and it's only gotten better reviews since I stopped watching. There's Luther. I'd like every two minutes, there's a new series that's come out on Netflix and I'm like, I'm never going to have enough time to watch all this stuff. It's we're, so good. We're drowning in a sea of awesomeness. Yeah. We're so lucky. We're so blessed right now for television. Hashtag need, so blessed. I know. Hashtags too blessed to be stressed, except for we have... Stuff like Suicide Squad coming out in theaters, but... Hashtag thanks, Obama. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm going to miss him so much. What's Oh, if this is if this is the state of Hollywood now, ooh, what's it going to yeah. be like? <laughs> uh, it's going to get cray-cray. It's going to get cray-cray. So yeah, All I right. wish I could remember what else I was going to recommend. I can't remember, <laughs> but there's more pressing matters, and we're so excited. We've made it to the 
the end of the episode and we have a big announcement for you guys really really big announcement here to leave you with so um set mark your calendars yep september 21st (sighs) it's coming up y'all it's It's getting here um starving critics is honored and excited to be able to say that we have been contracted out and picked up by a network Hashtag hit the big time. That's going to be our new theme song. Hashtag air too thin up here. Hashtag making it rain. Hashtag we so fancy. Hashtag pinkies out. Hashtag pinkies out. Hashtag we made it. Yep. Um, So yeah, we're we're super excited about all this. We're so excited. So here's a quick rundown of what's going out. Uh, we'll we'll continue to update you on more information as it comes around. Right. But the uh, Bedlam Podcast Network yes. is going to be picking us up. We are super excited to be partnering with Bedlam Podcast Network. Um, Bedlam has been around on the internet for a while. They've made strides in being a part of curating conversations about things right. that matter. And they reached out and said that they wanted us to kind of help anchor their entertainment portion of their yes. podcast. <clears throat> yeah. So um, basically... Uh, we won't be talking about movies anymore. We're going to be talking about types of cats. I'm just kidding. Um, we're not. We're not changing <laughs> all anything. Of our favorite meme. Yes. Oh, we're, this is going to be a new format that we're going to try. No, we we are going to still be doing pretty much the exact same thing. Hopefully better. Um, hopefully we'll just keep improving um, upon what we're already doing. But we're going to be on the same schedule. We're going to have episodes every two weeks. Um, and we're, there's going to be more technical stuff to throw your way as we get closer to the launch date and stuff. But um, for now, we can all just get really excited that we're going to be uh, a part of this new um, thing. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about it, too. This is what uh, podcasters, one of those really cool things podcasters like to yeah. do is they like to try to collaborate with other people yes, and, and absolutely. get more credibility, develop a following and latch on with different networks and stuff. And this is our opportunity to yes. be hosted by an awesome We're so, we're so, so, so excited about it. And we still, um, you know, want to hear from you guys all the time about what you want to hear on the podcast. And they're giving us so much creative freedom. I mean, all the creative freedom. They basically are just allowing us to do what we're doing. And hopefully with, you know, working with new people, we can, like I said, just improve upon it. So, and we always love to hear from you guys. We've, we've done quite a few episodes now with suggestions and they've all been amazing so exactly. continue to do that We're super stoked about all that the format and the the energy is basically going to stay exactly the same yes. thing we're just going to be a little bit more professionally credentialed and totally. we're super excited to have that so bedlam podcast network you're going to be hearing that a whole lot more in yep. the near future now because go and that- follow them on twitter get updated and we're going to be revamping a couple of like little you know um maybe the theme maybe like our uh, i itunes like icon just little stuff like that and that's really the only thing that will be changing. We're bringing on um, four new hosts. I'm just kidding. It's just going to be me and Mitch. We're still starving critics. We still don't really know what we're talking about. And we, we don't want to mess up that vibe that we have going. Exactly. That, um, and our, we can talk and talk without any evidence. <laughs> our Twitter yes. page is going to stay the same. Our Instagram yeah. page is going to stay the same. Yeah. All that jazz. So we'll you'll still see, be on iTunes. Yeah. We'll be on iTunes, all that fun stuff. So you'll, you'll see some little aesthetic changes as we inch a little bit closer. Right. But September 21st is our official launch with the Bedlam Podcast Network. Yes. Starving critics, making We're it so big. Excited. Yeah. So, um, and that was pretty much 
it for this episode. If I can think of what I was going to re- recommend, I'll tweet it out. Uh, maybe after this third cup of coffee, it'll come back to me. You I definitely don't need know. It. If not, everyone Ugh. read Rachel's mind. That's clearly Please. what she's wanting to happen. Oh, wait. Stop. Not yet. Not What is that episode of uh, The Simpsons where they do The Shining, but they have to call it The Shinning? And Willie's like, <laughs> D- don't be reading me between four and six. That's Willie's time. <laughs> That's Willie's time. Oh, so uh, If anybody ever needs... Um, quotes from the Simpsons seasons one through 11, please contact me. Uh, I, I have a nice little uh, rapport of that in my pocket whenever you need, because I we all have our superpower. Oh and that's mine. Uh, <laughs> useless television and film quotes uh, have been placed where algebra once was in my mind. But hey, Beautiful. I don't that's, need it. That's the American dream, really. That's, that is. So yeah, guys, um, that's, I think that's it for us. Mitch, is there anything else you wanted to, t- to touch on? I think it's good. Go watch Luther. It'll mess with your head. Yeah, totally. Don't watch Suicide Squad. Um, Definitely don't. Go watch Luther. Go watch The Bronze. Let us know what you think because I want to get some other opinions on this. I want to hear what you think about these kind of lesser known things and see if I'm crazy. I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely funnier than you and and know what funny is as we've talked about. But if you disagree, go ahead and uh, shoot that at me. Um, And And continue uh, to tweet out how awful Jared Leto's Joker was because the world needs to know. Yes. And oh, I want to hear what people think about Pennywise too. Let me know what you guys think of the initial um it photos. You can you can google it. And I think they came out today with a photo of the kids which actually looked really cool. So there is some hope, but we'll see. Warner Brothers, eh, I don't know. Yeah, it's anyway, it's I'm it. hit us up on Twitter at starve underscore critics and then yep. on Instagram at starving critics. And we want to hear from you. Yes. And please, if you guys get a chance, rate and review the podcast if you like what we're doing. And if you don't, just give us some constructive criticism. We're always open to that. Uh, we won't do it and we don't care. No, I'm just I'm totally kidding. We love that and we would love to hear from you. So rate and review us. Um, all that good stuff. Hit us up and go watch some movies, I guess. Make it happen. Woo! Bye, guys.